Happy New Year. Happy Holidays. Happy Thanksgiving. All those festive occasions that we missed out on because we're getting our grub on. It's 2021. It's time for us to bring the smoke. I'm Dr. C. Victor Herbert III, and I'm taking it to the house. And I'm his co-host. I'm his ride and die. I'm Dr. Timothy Hoover. Like he said, we wish you guys and hope and pray that you came through the holidays unscathed. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Whatever resolution you have for the New Year, stick to it. Now, this is day five. How many of you broke your resolutions already? Vic, we can't break our resolution. We need to be on the air. But there's so much to say. There's so many, so much, so many sports news, so many things that are relevant. What's on your mind, sir? I tee it up for you. Well, as you see today, I had to dress in, you know, scantily clad or just trying to represent something today because I can't represent my team. Um, my team, the Ravens, have done a great job this year. If you looked at our injury report, you think we have another squad. Like, they had the fourth team. We have special teams, offensive, defense, then you had the injured team. My injured team will defeat even the Jags and any other team that wants to play. So it, it, it's kind of sad as we're coming down to the last week of the football season where this year, what, we had 18 weeks now. Um, and my boys are still got a chance to make it to the playoffs, but I'm kind of on that fence where do I want them to make the playoffs, limping in, knowing they can't be competitive, or do I want them to rest and say, look, it's been a great year. Um, part of me still wants John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson to have this streak of making the playoffs every year. So that may be from an egotistical standpoint, selfish standpoint, but they fought a very, very hard race this year. So anyone who just at least likes football enough to say, wow, they did not make excuses why they can't compete, please check out my Ravens. So that's a hot thing for me right now. But NFL's been great. But there's so much to so much more to play for the next couple of weeks before we get to the Super Bowl. So it's exciting to watch uh, how this season really unfolds. What you got? Okay. Well, I'm going to stick on that uh, before I go to my opening take. I admire what John Harbaugh and your Ravens uh, have done. As a matter of fact, because of his injury reserve and COVID list, which is very extensive, longer than my arm, I would name him, and he's my coach of the year, to do more with less. How reliant they are on their quarterback, Lamar Jackson. But before the season even really got started, we're talking about preseason, their running backs injured, 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 corner corners injured. Significant players injured. So, uh, and then to top it off, Lamar, about what, three weeks ago, I was looking at that tackle. He got his ankle twisted for those who did not know, busted up pretty good. They didn't say fracture, sprain, a significant sprain. So he's been out, what, two, maybe three games. It made me think about Bo Jackson. Really, the same tackle that they have been tackled for a thousand times and probably never got injured. And I had to think about Bo Jackson and look at even deeper. Bo was part of his own injury. He was that strong to uh, try to avoid, to pull out of the tackle, that he ripped his hip, tore it up, required a hip replacement. Well, Lamar's case, it was a really a non-event. The guy just tackled him, rolled, came down his leg. As Lamar falls, his ankles, due to force and torque, you, you sprain it, and he hasn't been back since. He's part of his own problem because he's so elusive. He is so good at getting away. 
And people normally just don't get a good hit on him. Well, this wasn't a hit. It was a tackle. And you know what happens at the bottom of the pile or in the event of the tackle, as you're going down, things fold and get bent in certain kind of ways. So how the Ravens leaned on him, needed him, and they need him now because you're talking about that remote chance of them getting in. I would say you want them to get in, even if they can't be competitive because things happen. What is happening now? COVID is happening. And you don't know what the other team is going to look like on a given Sunday, really. So you want a chance to get in. I say you want a chance to get in. My opening take, though, is John Madden. Rest in heaven, John Madden. Why John Madden? Well, he was a coach of the uh, Raiders. They won a Super Bowl, but that's not what he's famous for. He was very good at that. He's famous for the game of Madden. And I, I, I bet to say that most young men in America probably were exposed to football based on Madden. And you know us, HHB. Man, we had the Marathon Madden tournaments, brother. We were going at it. Who was best that weekend? Well, I'll say to the day and to our audience, you got me and I haven't got you yet. And I'm still salty about it. That's right. But John Madden, may you rest in heaven for your impact on the game of the NFL, the game of sports. And you can't mention NFL. You can't mention US or America without saying Madden. That's my opening take, sir. Great point. Point of John Madden. You know, I didn't really get into NFL until you know, about 10 years old. By that point, all I knew about John Madden was that he was this very high-energy commentator. I had no idea he was a head coach in the NFL. And so to watch him and his enthusiasm for the sport, it was infectious. Even as a 10-year-old, when I'm just learning how to play the game of football, and so to watch him from Fox to ABC and watch him boom, boom, bang, 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 and he's drawing all the diagrams. I mean, he made watching football fun. It's already fun to play the game, but to watch the game. For even a non-football fan to watch the game and hear John Madden commentate, I mean, that's 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 so yeah. memorable, right? And so, and what has ABC Monday Night Football been since he left? Nothing, because mm. that energy he brought, that enthusiasm he brought, the knowledge of the game, he brought you into his world. And whether it's on Monday Night Football or it's Thanksgiving games he commentated where you want to see who gets the big turkey leg. I mean, he brought you into it where you just felt like, I just want to watch the game with Madden. Yeah. And then, as you stated, his transcendence from being a coach that won one Super Bowl, but then made his name – as a commentator, but then made his name so iconic where my nephews at the age of the ages of uh, uh, nine and 18 never seen who John Madden is, but they played a football game. We're talking about four generations worth of people that were impacted by him directly within our family. You know, my father, <laughs> me, my kids, and, 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 you know, and, and others. So just to see what he's been able to do, uh, it's been awesome uh, and definitely rest in heaven. But it was a great, this being a fly on the wall, being that's three and a half hours of time that I would spend with him on a Sunday or a Monday and or Saturday during the playoffs and watching football with him. That was just a great experience.
Yes. Often duplicated, tried to be, but cannot be replicated. The guy was one of a kind. Tony Romo is close. Chris Collinsworth, uh, they're very good in their own right. But John Madden, unique, as you say, with the boom, the eyes, the, as though, like, we want you fans to be right here with us. John described it as though we were right there in his living room, just talking the game. And we were educated by his uh, his commentary. So to the Madden family, uh, may you be in peace knowing that what he did and how he served this country and, and me as just as a as a fan. The other thing that I wanted to bring up was Mr. Tiger Woods. So we haven't been on air, but December 19th, he and his son. So I'm going to set it up by this. Can you imagine you and your son or you and your daughter, me and my daughters, competing in something that we love. So he and his son competed in a tournament and they placed second. That's not the big news that he competed. The big news to me is that he recovered to compete. It's not that long ago we were talking about possible amputation of his leg. I was on these airways talking about it's going to be a couple of years before he was even going to be able to play at a competitive level. And he came back and said later, uh, competitive golf may be done and he's okay with that. But to get out there in a tournament with your son and you play second after this horrific accident, I want to say, well, there is a God. Okay. Number one. Number two, the marvels of medicine. Because I didn't see a limp. The marvels of rehabilitation. I didn't see a limp. I didn't see him favor one side over the other. I saw Tiger Woods, which makes you think about the glory days of old Tiger Woods. But those days are gone. I'm just thankful that he saved, one, his life, because you saw the rollover at a high speed uh, in an SUV, uh, that his limbs were okay, life, limb, and that he's able to get back to some semblance of normal for him to see and be out there and compete with his son in a game of golf, which that's how we knew and came to know Tiger Woods. So Tiger, I don't know what your future holds, brother, but thank goodness that you're healthier than what we saw and remembered. And thank goodness that wasn't our last memory of you and that you're still able to go and support your son who has that Tiger tenacity that you have apparently. You know, you make a good point. We're talking about Tiger Woods, the golfer. Tiger Woods, the golfer. We're not talking about Kawhi Leonard, the basketball player, AD, the basketball player, Chase Young, the football player, who have ACLs and significant injuries, Clay Thompson, who's about to make the comeback, who's been out for two years. We're talking about a golfer. Some forget that golfers are athletes. But if you do look at that that wreck in all course they stated regarding his limbs and particularly his legs, and that again, like you talked about, it's going to be amputated. How long will he be able to be considered to play competitive golf, if ever? But to do that all within one year, a golfer, that's amazing. So I know you're within the medical profession. Uh, just to put that in perspective, again, a golfer, not the uh, again, the football players that you know are recovering from ACLs for a year and a half, 
this guy, man, that's amazing. That's the, that's a testament to again, modern medicine, his tenacity, his resiliency to come back and say, hey, end of this year, we don't know if that's a goal of his. I will play with my son right. on the green. I did that. So again, great father son moment, but also another great tenacity and his medical professionals around him. He he's able to get past that because a lot of times I hear it's not always the physical injury, it's the mental side of everything, too. So for whatever he's been able to do, this team of doctors has been in this corner. Great job. It's great to see. Yes, yes. Let's turn it to the uh to the NFL, my man. Week you said week 18 coming up. And how's the playoff picture looking? Is it are you surprised? Any surprises for you at all? I would say I expected Green Bay to be where they're at. I expected Kansas City, even after their terrible start, to be where they're at. And they were challenged. Uh, you made a, good, a couple of good points, which made for uh, a TV viewing. I, I, I needed to see what the Patriots were going to do, and they almost came to fruition with what you were going to say. So I, you surprised me. They surprised me. Good call, but it made for good TV watching just to see them compete. Bill Belichick is that dude, that coach. Tom Brady, I expected them to be where they're at. I'll tell you what surprises are for me. Cincinnati Bengals. Huh? What? Who saw this coming? So I'm excited, one, because we got a two-year, two three-year quarterback. I can't remember. Is it two-year quarterback who just came off a, a terrible year. injury himself? Was it an ACL? Yeah, second year. And look what they've done in a short amount of time. And I see that moxie, that 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 cockiness, that attitude in this quarterback. So Cincinnati has surprised me. You and I, no, neither you nor I, we had to take the L on this as a prediction. Uh, we we saw them, you know, being the swelling dwellers in this division. But look at them now. They're the division champs of the AFC North. Good for you, Cincinnati. And, okay, it's another L for me. But guess what? I'm going to still predict. I'm going to keep, as long as I have this seat and a microphone, I'm still going to call my shots. And I'm going to say it with my chest. But I'm going to also apologize to the people like Cincinnati and Cincinnati fans. Kudos. Good for you. Hey, but you know what you did win? You did get kudos to the state of Ohio. Because you did say Cleveland. You just forgot the other team in Ohio that could have represented. So you'd call Cleveland winning the division. So I'm just I'm trying to throw you a life preserver. So so for at least our fans in Ohio to say, you know what? You may have missed one of the cities with a C. We still got it back. So I will give you kudos on that. And I agree with you. That's probably my biggest surprise. The second surprise, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, they do some damage this weekend. They're in the playoffs. And who would have seen that happening? But with Cincinnati, I will tell you, being an AFC North aficionado that I am, they scare me. Because what's going to happen this offseason? Big Ben's about to retire. They already talked about Baker Mayfield won't be here next year. So now that means this this division is between the Bengals and the Ravens. And with Joe Burrow, and them boys, and my boys, they set records both times they played them. They, I mean, you would have known our defense is known, our team is known to play defense. They set records on us both times. That Jamar Chase and Burroughs look like they're back at LSU. And he is playing with so much confidence where what's going to happen in that division before it was comparing Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson. 
Now it's going to be Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson. Don't let Joe Burrow go into this playoff and win that, win that first playoff game. Then all the chatter is going to start, going to Jackson and the Ravens, because Lamar has been in the league four years now. And if we don't make it to the playoffs this next week, and uh, we have to wait again next year and watch what the Bengals do, and not only won the division but won the playoff game, and Burrow's coming in the second season, chatter's going to start. And that's what kind of scares me. But also, I think we need that motivation because no one saw the Bengals coming up from worst to first, just like that. Everyone that gave the title, the AFC North title, to the Browns. And what happened in one year? The Browns got rid of OBJ. They had dealt with all these uh, the injuries. And now the honeymoon period's over. And it looks that Baker Mayfield is uh, maybe on the, uh, the chopping blocks. If they go back to there, that's the same old Cleveland Browns. Back to the beginning. And now again, uh, it's between the Bengals and the Ravens. And what has the what have the Steelers done to get ready for the post Ben Roethlisberger uh, era? They haven't done much. Um, so that'll be interesting. So that is probably my biggest surprise in the AFC uh, is the Bengals, the NFC. Hey, the Eagles. Um, we we thought all about the NFC West. We pretty much predicted NFC West. We already know the North. All they had was Green Bay. There's no surprise there. NFC South, no surprise. Tom Brady and his team. But the NFC East, hey, Cowboys have one of the best talented squads in the whole conference. So I would say the Eagles, because no one gave Jalen Hurts an opportunity or put him in their vernacular to think that he'd even have a competitive team. Now they are 9-7. and seven. They win this next week, and they're 10-7. and seven. So – uh, that'd be great for them to uh, to come present, and I'd like to see what they can do in the playoffs. But uh, that's probably my biggest surprise from the NFC perspective. My MVP goes to uh, your boy Aaron Rodgers up in Green Bay, and all that chatter, the distraction he was before the season even started. People have forgotten really all about it. And we know, most of us knew that his team was ready for the Super Bowl as long as he was behind quarterback while he was quarterbacking and under the helm. So why in my mind, I've been asking, why would he even entertain leaving? There are no ready-made, uh, 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 slow down, Tim, Tim, not so fast. If he were to leave. You just talked about the Pittsburgh Steelers. You just talked about the Green Bay. And I'm going to tell you another one. Denver are needing, and his name was rumored to go to Denver this year in the preseason. There are some opportunities out there. Can he do a Tom Brady, go to another franchise and make them very, very relevant? But back to my point, I would tell him, if Aaron, if I'm that little dude on your shoulder, Call me an angel, call me a devil. You choose, fans, because <laughs> I played both. Aaron, don't move. Don't go. Stay there. You know the system. You know the players. Devontae Adams is that guy at the receiver. The defense is good. you got a hell of a running back system. Why go anywhere else? No, just because the grass does look greener doesn't mean it is all that in a bag of chips. Not everybody's going to do what Tom Brady did. And I believe the veteran of you say you can, but I would I would stay home. Stay home. 
is it on him or was it the Green Bay Packers that were playing with his emotions? I thought they were playing with his emotions, saying that they want to give Jordan Love the opportunity to play. And he's like, hold up. I just did all this for you all last year. What kind of offense you building around me? I need you to upgrade my weapons. And I thought they were playing around with him. I didn't. So are you saying that it was it, it was the other way around that he wanted to leave off the bat? Let's 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 do this. Let's do this. In a relationship, it takes two to tangle. And you need to make that communication. You need to be able to talk. You're an organizational guy. You need you need to let your employee, employee, you need to let your management, you need to know what are my expectations. Here's what I want. And so, yes, he's he's a right now, this year is a one and done. And it's renegotiable or negotiable at the end of this season. And you heard him talk. And so I believe he doesn't like that they drafted uh, your boy Love a couple years ago. And his, his ass was chapped a little bit. So he got his butt hurt. And so he wants to be appreciated. Tom Brady wanted to be appreciated up in, uh, up in, uh, in Foxborough. So it's a relationship thing. It's management. And it's on, also on Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. It's both. And money has a whole lot to do with it. What do we know? If you pay the quarterback, so much money. Where's the rest of the money going to be going? And so you got Devontae Adams. You got some some running back probably coming up with contract years. I don't know, and I'm not a GM, but you can only do so much before you can be hamstrung by the contract. And so I think that's where it's really at. And plus, he's getting older, but they can't put any stock in Jordan. Jordan Love is that his name? Can't even put any stock in him because he's not there. I don't care how young he is. I don't care what the promise is. He's not ready made for the Super Bowl and to take the Green Bay Packers to the Super Bowl. So management needs to suck it up. Okay. That's what you do with superstars and you kowtow to them. That's what I think. And don't forget uh, Russell Wilson up in Seattle. He's also one and done. He could easily go to Pittsburgh, rumored to go to the Giants. Deshaun Watson is still out there as well. So these Green Bay teams that are all they need is that quarterback. I'm excited already for next year just to see where these quarterbacks are going to play. I'm with you. The best team for Aaron Rodgers is the Green Bay Packers. That is also the path of least resistance. He takes his behind up there to AFC West and got to deal with Patrick Mahomes twice a year and whatever the Raiders are doing. And Justin Herbert from the Chargers, I mean, that's a lot more competitive division. He doesn't want to go to Pittsburgh. He want to deal with the Bengals and all that. You want to deal with the Ravens defense twice a year? Uh, you know, and then Cleveland, I mean, they still got a great defense. You don't want to go to AFC East. So I think the best team for him to be and is already ready-made is Green Bay. I mean, that is, that is again, who? who? We're worried about Minnesota? We're worried about Detroit? Chicago? Nah. So I think that's the best. If they continue to have the success and management humbles themselves, say, look, we have our heir apparent. Great. He can study underneath Aaron until the wheels fall off. Let's run this MVP until the wheels fall off. And then we can reload. They're not in the same position that Pittsburgh is where they have not had drafted the heir apparent. Um, Now, like you said, Russell Wilson, yeah, uh, the the line of competition with the NFC West has distanced itself. So far from the Seattle Seahawks, he can't compete uh, with the Rams and the Cardinals and the Niners. 
Yeah, I, I don't. I think Seattle's best days with Russell Wilson at the helm is behind him. Now I can see him going to compete yeah. in the AFC West and some of those other openings, and maybe going to NFC East and having that restart and giving uh, maybe the Dallas Cowboys a run if he you know goes somewhere like I don't know maybe the Reds. Uh, excuse me, the Washington Football Team or the Giants because at least he has uh, Saquon Barkley. But that would be interesting. But to your point, Aaron Rodgers stay in Green Bay. That's your best opportunity to continue making it to the playoffs and uh, and making a deep run. Let's pivot real quick. We got a few more minutes. Uh, we're going to transition into the NBA. And thank you for that take. Great take on on Russell and Aaron. I believe the least path of resistance is like you. Now stay in Green Bay. The NBA. Uh, man, we're near nearly at the halfway mark. You believe that already? So I just want to talk about my early season surprise. Memphis. Wow. I want you guys out there to take a look at Memphis. John Morant is a point guard for Memphis, and he's a battle boy. Cannot be stopped. Whether at the rim, can create right hand, left hand, floaters, jumpers, three point. He got it all. Reminds me of Kyrie, but more, even more athletic than Kyrie. Kyrie got handles too, but John. Jock can explode, rugged dunk. He is bad. So he's the leader. They are a great team. They play great teams. So I'm not talking about uh, a Golden State great. I'm not talking about Phoenix Suns great because they have a little bit more uh, seasoning under them. They, they, they're a veteran team. So as a brand new team under the radar, look out for Memphis. Uh, yes, COVID is real. Injuries are real. And I'm, I'm assuming all those things are going to happen to everybody or not at all. Right. So we, that's our factor. But that's the surprise team. Memphis. Take a look at them. Watch them. Uh, the Nets themselves on a three game losing streak. The Lakers on a three game winning streak. But it gets nobody's um, Golden State waiting. You mentioned Clay returning. My goodness. How much better are they going to be? They already are boss, man. I love. So if I had a side piece, if I had a side piece in the NBA, it's Golden State. Okay, that's that's my that's my B on the side. Okay, that's my number two. But Golden State uh, looking good and representing the uh, the in what the the uh, Western Conference right now uh, as the lead dog. Your NBA take, sir. Well, I agree. Uh, Golden State is scary uh, because they're doing all this without Clay. They're doing all this to say Kevin Durant, who? So this also shows we were a team before Kevin Durant came here. And Steph Curry took the back seat to allow Kevin to have an opportunity to get a ring that he couldn't get in on OKC. And so now he says, all right, it's back to my team, and this is what we do. So it's great. I am really surprised, though, in Phoenix. I really thought Phoenix was one of those, okay, you're a bubble team. You're not really that serious. So to even know that they're still at the upper echelon of the Western Conference, it's kind of surprising. But I definitely enjoy what you said about Memphis. Yes, we're a Los Angeles Lakers fan. Die hard. So when we played Memphis early in the season, I said this should be a gimme game, just like playing Sacramento, just like playing you know any of the other cellar dwellers in the West. Oh, was I mistaken? What they did to us, not once, but twice, 
I said, okay, were we just that bad or they just that good? We're bad. Let's understand that. Yeah, the Lakers are bad, but the Memphis Grizzlies are good. And they have taken that opportunity over the first half of the season to truly gel and learn one another and learn how to play with one another. That same time period, the Los Angeles Lakers, who are my surprise, have not really got there. But what I do like right now, which is also scary, talking about the Lakers, is the way we're playing without AD. Now, if Russell and LBJ can do this, what happens when AD comes back? Right now, I mean, dang, LeBron is playing the five, and Russell last night had no TOs, looking great. But, I'm again, it's about these group dynamics. Last year we couldn't do it because Drummond came late, then when he came, someone else got injured. I really believe that uh, if AD cannot get over this injury bug, he's on a short leash, and I wonder what they'll do. I mean, it's one thing you're hiding out in New Orleans. It's another when you're in the big market in L.A., and you can't finish a season. You can't finish a month without being injured. And you got an almost 40-year-old basketball player who's the best person on your team, and you're 27 years old. You got all the old heads, like I talked about. It's the expendables. The Lakers are Los Angeles expendables. And they run in circles around a guy who is almost 10 to 15 years younger than them. That's inexcusable. So they, so the Lakers are my surprise, not because they're my favorite team, but because they have the talent base, but they're not performing. Particularly when you match that up against what Memphis is doing with what they got. Eastern Conference. Wow. Uh, yeah, everyone crowned the Nets. Everyone's crowned the Nets. But I like seeing the teams that are coming back that were surprised last year. New York Knicks. How about Chicago Bulls? Uh, they're, they're another team that's, mm. oh, the Chicago Bulls are relevant. So mm. watching some of these teams mm. Eastern Conference that we've met, who historically have been bad, uh, New York, uh, Chicago, and watching their repeat performance this year has been uh, quite enlightening. Um, it'll be interesting this next half of the season, what they're going to do with Kyrie. Uh, I, I hate to hear that he won out on his little standoff. Uh, you know, how does a team just cow down and go against their values? And this is where players start thinking they're bigger than the team. And so it'll be interesting how that train wreck uh, starts or finishes. Um, but NBA, back in the days, to say NBA is fantastic. It's about to get fantastic. I, I still had that glimmer of hope that the Los Angeles Lakers are saying, okay, now it's time to put it on. And my faith is in LeBron James. We're only four games out of fourth place. So if we can get some quality wins, teams are supposed to yes. be, and then be compared against these other teams and knock some of these guys down, we really can be in fourth place. Uh, I'd I like to see us yes. just really just get a good rally in. Yes. I, I like your point about AD. And I was talking in the green room before. I was like, AD is tradable. He's a valuable asset. We can get younger or get some marketable pieces for AD. That's my first choice because I like AD, but I need performance. I You're based on performance. It's, it's a now league, and I need you now. Not in the future. I need you now, and I need you healthy. Can't help the club from the tub. And if we keep I suggest AD come either come off the bench or he plays the four position. Let Brian play the five. It's tomato, tomato to me, Okay. Come off the bench or play the four. That's all right. But, bruh, give me some effort. Give me some energy. Wake up, El Paso. So, tell me a little bit about yourself and which, how you wanted to become a hairdresser. It's until I had my daughter, 
um, when I was like, you know, I need to really learn about hair. Um, I have this little curl now and, and I have to do her hair. So um, that's when I really started getting deep into hair and, and wanting to learn more. Bruh, it's already at the end of the show. Time sure flies, as my co-host, Dr. Hoover would say. Sure flies when you're having fun. We're at the end already. So I want to say to you, our fans, we've missed you. We love doing this. We love entertaining, if nothing else, giving you a distraction. We also want to hear from you. But enough said, I want you to be safe. Please. Mask up, sanitize, and keep social distance. It's still real. Uh, get your vaccinations, guys. Please get your vaccinations. But I respect you if you don't. I've, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I, I will repeat myself because it bears repeating. Please, please, please be safe, be healthy, because we want to continue to love our families, hug up on our families, and enjoy the holidays over and over again and our sporting events in mass. Having said that, Canada for the next two, three weeks, no fans. It will happen again. And you guys remember what the bubble was like. So please do your part. See you next week. As always, be safe. We've had fun. Uh, a new year, new beginnings, new expectations. We expect to continue to bring fire. We love you all. Continue to hit us up on our Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, every outlet you can. Shoot us these notes. We love inter interacting with you all when we're off air. Hey, be safe. Uh, we wish after 15 months of doing the show, we didn't have to keep talking about the virus, but we have to keep talking about the virus. Be safe. If you're vaccinated, get vaccinated. If you don't want to get vaccinated, just be safe with your mask. Just be careful. Um, we love you all. We miss you all. Take care. See you next week. Talk more NFL, more NBA. Let's be about that business. Take care, y'all.